In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat in a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram just doing my workout Tuesday's on back but feels anything but in real life is butter a carb? yes this is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie from people who understand the struggle I am on the third day of my cleanse diet Hello, and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. I'm Eileen. And welcome to our third part of this four-part series. Third installment. Third installment. I really hope that you're enjoying it, and um, let us know what you think. (laughs) You're Um, loving it. Yeah. So we talked about, you know, some, like, throwback TV and movies and just cultural stuff. Um, But what we want to talk about today is, like, how media has improved or not improved um, and become either like more inclusive um, ways that it has raised certain beauty standards um, and just generally how we're feeling about like the content that's coming out and how like it relates to and how weight and body image play a role in what is being put out now. So first question is, do you think that there's been progress? I do. I definitely think there has been progress. I think before there was really only one culture and like one, especially one dominant culture. And there was really not like a space or and there definitely weren't many people like trying to like, I think, counteract what was out there, at least not people who were getting, you know, real attention. Um, And they were certainly weren't getting like spots on, you know, on TV networks. So. Um, whereas now they are right because because there was a lot there's like a lot of gatekeepers of all of that like there's no democratic system of like sharing where social media sort of is where you can kind of say what you think and be vocal whereas if before you'd have to pitch to a a website and to write your thoughts Um, maybe you'd be able to tweet about it but who knows if anything would happen about that like maybe like huff poe would pick it up <laughs> and you certainly couldn't get like a show about like i mean what other than lena dunham who it's great that she did get a show um and was able to show a lot of things through it but she had serious connections that got her um to write a show out of almost nowhere um but it, but it did make it didn't make an impact i think but that was already yeah. that was like 2013 2012 i think girls actually was like almost the beginning of it but i do want to just point i do want to say two things were really one thing about right now one thing and about two things <laughs> one yes one thing about two things i think that society is sort of like bifurcated into two like pieces on this the first is like you have 
you still have that thin you still have that culture of like aspirational appearances like you see the kardashians the hadids like the housewives with all of this it's not just weight it's surgery it's like making your butt look in a particular shape like it's gotten to be so much more involved but i don't think that anyone believes that that is real or natural anymore and i think people understand that that is not like effortless the way that they you know people used to want you to think it was mm. and just natural right so i think that yes that still exists but everyone acknowledges that it is fake and requires a ton of money and maintenance and then you have like let's call it like the body acceptance movement or just like people who are pushing the envelope a little bit more on like inclusivity and different body types. And again, this isn't only about weight. It's also about showing like disability, like people of different backgrounds and not just having them be, yeah, like, but actually, but not just like, oh, like we have the diverse friend who's like, you know, so we, but she acts just like everyone else. Like, there is exploration like if you watch never have i ever there's like exploration into the culture and it's not like this side thing where like it's like just there for effect like the show is surrounding people's different like cultural perspectives and that appearance obviously is a huge part of that and like what they'll wear and like you know just all sorts of things i think that like now there's just so much more out there that makes more people feel like they have a place. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that they've changed a lot in, in um, TV shows, just going by the Never Have I Ever thing. Like, I really love that show for so many different reasons. All different types of diversity, not just like race diversity. It's, there's just everything. It challenges a lot of like high school stereotypes, um, right. I think. But it also makes me think of like Pretty Little Liars, which was also a high school show. And all those girls came to school in in heels and like the tightest short skirts. And it was like that. What was message was that sending? Uh, And they were all like 30 years old. Also, like the the supporting cast always looked. This is another thing. Like, it's not just about the main character. It's about the supporting cast and how they always looked very perfect and very ideal like they just truly fit an ideal and now what I love about watching different shows or just what I love that exists now is that like you have imperfect normal looking people all over and like I like that I can see like and you can still see that they are considered to be good looking or beautiful or whatever it is without being like Robert Pattinson Kristen Stewart in like 2011 looks yeah you know right 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 it almost you know friends not to talk about friends again but friends did this th- did this thing where it's like three and i didn't even notice it. it's like three like objectively beautiful women right but you you don't realize that they're like they're like phoebe's like the weird one but and they're all just like so thin and beautiful but you don't see them like that because they're just like normal you know what i mean right like I, I, it's sort of like they, that's that's the standard you yes. have to be at across like all of shows back in the day, and now it's like complete. It's like being upended, which I agree with you. I really like, and I, and even though you notice it, like Bridgerton as well, you notice it. It doesn't matter. 
Well, you notice it, but like in a good way. That's like, what I mean. Yeah, like like you notice it, and then it's like. But also, we're probably only noticing it because we grew up watching s- friends. Like, you know what I mean? So p- it looks Pretty different. <laughs> yeah, like, so I think, um, yeah, it's, yeah, totally. It's it's like you notice it, but it's not there to make a point. It's just sort That's of like I mean, real. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's yeah. just, it's part of the DNA of the show. And it's yes. not something that needs to be said. And therefore, it works. Right, right, totally. Whereas, like, I think... For many years, it was like, oh, let's bring in like a friend who's like a different race, but like still will be the most beautiful person of that race. <laughs> like, you know, and they won't look different in any way. Like they'll they'll look like the Europeanized version of a different race. You Speaking know? of European, though, um, I, I've, I've, I don't know if we talked about this or just talked to somebody about this, but I've definitely gotten messages about it that in the UK... They're, they show a lot of women on their like TV shows or whatever that are or the characters are not so be- perfectly beautiful like the way that they are in the US mm-hmm. like in Broadchurch for example like Olivia Coleman is like the main character this is before she was mad famous and there's other characters like they have they, they don't they're not necessarily like no, I you know, you supermodels. Yeah, yeah. There's different ages too in like yeah. that. Whereas, like in the U.S. shows, I feel like it's all young, kind I, of women I, that are supposed to be older. <laughs> I think that's a very Amer- or old women who are supposed to be younger. Um, that right, like middle aged who are supposed to be younger. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a very American thing because, like, I think something that like. I and maybe like many people take for granted is that like American culture is very specific. It is trying to sell you the most beautiful, the most expensive, the most status oriented culturally. It's a more consumeristic culture and like sex sells beauty sells. I, and I think that think about like, even all those shows are like making money through like advertisements. Like you're not going to, sell people things if they don't feel a lack so it's almost like showing the average person that they have to aspire to a certain place is what sells things and keeps it going and that's why I think like culturally that's the type of person you see in our shows or used to be and the creators of everything in the US feel I don't even know if it's they're trying to sell anything feel like oh no one wants to watch that type of girl Mm -hmm. they only want to see the beautiful thin one Whereas, like, I think we're proving everyone wrong now, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not even just about like showing a lack. It's like this this idea that that's all we want to see. Otherwise, it's not worth watching. Right, right, completely. Like, um, yeah, I think there's just this like feeling in America that like beauty is the is the indicator and the goal like it both indicates your worthiness and it proves your you want to get there for more worthiness it feels like cat food has been the same forever 
smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens, and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages, and you scoop it, and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties, and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of examples of this. Like, Shrill was an amazing, was, like, revolutionary for me. Like, watching that physical definitely is, like, really breaking down, like, the glamour of eating disorders, I think, in a way that, like, really actually upsets people when they watch it. Speaking of physical, in our fourth installment, the next episode, next week, we are having um, the creator of physical, Annie Weissman, come on the show. We interview her and talk about like, what did she do on purpose? What didn't she mean to do? And like, and created this positive result. So definitely tune in to next week. But yeah, keep going. Sorry to interrupt you. I just no, 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 that's it. important. No, that's important. But okay, thinking about how like physical portrays an eating disorder and bulimia versus how when we talked about in the first episode center stage and Blair Waldorf right. and their bulimia and like that's what like Rose Byrne in, in physical that's what it actually is like to have severe bulimia like it's not a thing that you like excuse yourself from the Thanksgiving table and then you look like hot in 10 minutes like it's a and I think that that like if if I think people our age really understood back in the day, like what it actually an eating disorder really is like, maybe and, fewer people and, would have had them. And and that it could happen to anyone despite what they look like. Like that's the thing about physical that I like is that like the, the cast character Rose Byrne is like this beautiful thin woman that everyone, like she just appears so, but she has all of this going on. Mm-hmm. And the idea that like it can happen to anyone and it's doesn't it's not good <laughs> right just like it, it's not it's not healthy it's not casual right. and it's a big deal yeah well some okay something that we just mentioned lena dunham i if you think about it like when lena dunham first got on tv and was like being naked everywhere people were like "Ew, i don't want to see that that was like the old school way of thinking but I actually feel like she was kind of the one to break that down and like say like, I don't fucking care if you want to see it. Then don't watch HBO at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Like, I'm you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, like she's like, like she was just unabashed in that. And I do have to give her credit for that because like I think that if 
And that's kind of like a good example of how to like use your privilege for good. Like she broke down a barrier that I think allowed like a space that wasn't there before to see like nudity in that type of body on television without having to like hide it or be embarrassed of it or be like, I'm going to change this. I'm here to change this. And not show it just like in a glimpse. It was like pretty... Um, Full frontal, ex- always exhibitionist, and but I, I admit that I was one of those people. Like I don't want to see this. Like why does she need to do this? It's so performative. Like she's just doing it for attention. And now looking back, I get why she needed to do it for attention because right. you need to be loud to make some change. Right, right. I, I also want to say that like. Adam Driver's considered hot these days, but he wasn't then. And I have always thought he was hot. <laughs> but but that, that's what's so crazy. It's like he was cast because he was not too hot. And now he, he is. That's okay. why I like he's girls. No, he's definitely like hot. Like he was, he was definitely good looking from a certain perspective, but he was not your conventionally good looking person who was playing the main male love interest he like was conventionally hot to me <laughs> you get what i mean like i do i do if they, ray, they were never ray gonna, was in a conventionally right, hot love right. interest they were not anyone. gonna like they're not gonna they were okay they were not gonna cast chase crawford as 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 like lena dunham's like the guy she's chasing right. like yeah it had to be an ugly hot guy um okay so yeah i agree um girls made a big impact even though i don't think that i felt like it was at the time right i I remember liking it because i thought it was well written i thought adam driver is really hot um i love hbo and it was just really funny when she was just like I'm a voice of like she she really captured like that entitled millennial voice really yes. really well which was really relatable um to us because it was it was on at a time when we felt the same like we felt like you know we were these kind of like millennial asshole young assholes yeah. out of college um like entitled in even though people say oh millennials aren't she's like in i think anybody right out of college i actually think millennials like were more entitled back in the day and now we're not entitled like i i kind of think millennials like were a little bit for a little while now where i think like one of the hardest i think we probably are the hardest working generation but we were not like Again, it was annoying that like old ass bitches. Also, like old ass bitches were calling us entitled when like they couldn't even open a PDF. So, like, whatever. (laughs) But we digress. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And 
they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's talk about something we did talk about all the time, and we still sort of do. It's on very much now, is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Mm. Do you think that that has a good impact on society or is it just kind of falling flat from a from a beauty perspective you mean yeah forget the fact that you know yeah all the other forget stuff. the whole the dating premise <laughs> right well here's the thing the bachelor and the bachelorette still live in that world of the perfect looking supporting cast and like it's all just like homogeneity looking nice like I and, and every and it, girl it's based on it's based on the audience judging. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, like the when I literally every bachelor when they like roll out the cast, I'm like this cast is the exact same as the last cast. Like maybe they tried to get a little more diversity, but always good looking diversity. Like you know, um, I think that yeah, the Bachelorette and the Bachelor are literally steeped in like the oldest bullshit. So I think the Bachelor is, does not help because like you're literally it's really a very attraction based show and everyone there just looks good in the same. They would never have anybody who is not extremely thin on that show because they're always in bikinis. And that's I feel like there's lots of shows like that too hot to handle love, love island. island and i mean it is what it is because it's sort of like yeah all the other stuff there needs to be some shows where it's just hot stupid <laughs> right just hot well like hot people and stupid here's the superficial. thing the bachelor and the bachelorette still live in that world of the perfect looking supporting cast and like it's all just like homogeneity looking nice like literally every bachelor when they like roll out the cast, I'm like, this cast is the exact same as the last cast. Like maybe they tried to get a little more diversity, but always good looking diversity. Like, you know, I think that, yeah, the Bachelorette and the Bachelor are literally steeped in like the oldest bullshit. So I think the Bachelor is, does not help because like you're literally, it's really a very attraction based show and everyone there just looks good in the same. If something's supposed to be about, like, hot people only, like, traditionally hot people only, sure, like, I don't begrudge you that, like, the same way you wouldn't cast a white person as a black person. Like, I don't know if that's a good analogy. But you're just not going to, like, you're going to cast for the role in the thing you're going to cast it for. But it's more about, like, overall diversity existing, like, amongst media that's important. Let's talk about the Kardashians because they obviously made a make 
are making a mark on society. They are in the news all the time. That is what they love to be in. They've been they've had 20 seasons of their show. They've been around or their first episode 2007. So they've very much been around and They've also kind of like seen how much we've seen with the internet changing, social media, um, beauty standards changing. But they very much were in the driver's seat of a lot of those things, I feel like. Yeah, something that sort of makes me a little nauseous to think about is how they have popularized like a face. Like they have popularized like a a face face and body that is a very specific look that you then see other people out in the world are aiming for. Like you can identify when someone is like, okay, they want to look like a Kardashian. And it really, I don't know. It just, it's very not much, not for me. It really, I find it kind of gross, but like, you know what, whatever makes people happy, like, Go ahead. It, it doesn't make it doesn't give me that kind of reaction because it does to it's me. human nature. The, like it is human nature to want to be like someone else. Um and it's just the part that's just kind of like clown it kind of feels clowny to me, like clowny in a not a, not a funny clowny way, like clowns is that like it perpetuates people having to get all these like fillers and all that shit and have this like symmetrical face but in reality (laughs) those people don't look good in real life and to me that's why it's like not gross it's kind of it's funny to me because the joke go is back on them it's like I mean, sort of. They, I feel like the people are victims in a way, but also that which is not funny. But it's it's like you go and you change a lot about yourself so you can look like this um, obviously unrealistic person. But a lot of it is done for the service of looking good in selfies and social media, and that never looks translates good like well in person. I think what people don't really consider when they go in to like ask their plastic surgeon or whomever for like. A certain look they're not considering what canvas they're starting with and I don't mean like oh they're too ugly to get there I mean like if your facial structure will never suit the Kardashian facial structure regardless of how much you do you're just gonna look like a like you're gonna look weird because your face is not the reason they can all do it is because they all share genes like Chris, Je- like they're basically just working off a Chris Jenner template and creating like a new face based like for each how each of their faces is like interpreting the surgery. But like, but like, but what about Amelia starting to look like Chloe? She doesn't look good. She looks bad. Like everyone needs to lean into what their own facial structure looks like and work on enhancing that which they already have I am never going to look like um, Scooter Braun's wife (laughs) (laughs) You know who Like there's no surgery I could do to make it happen So I should try to look like someone If I'm looking to look like someone else I should try to look like someone who starts off Sort of looking like me (laughs) Sort of (laughs) You know who I used to think was beautiful I like everyone always thought that Gigi was the pretty sister yeah. before Bella was popular. And I was like, 
you guys, Bella is going to be bigger. She's She has like a, a, a classic beauty. Um, and then she filled her face and does not. I'm like, this is this has ruined. But now people find her more beautiful than before. But I always found that like Bella's always was like the the dark hair like the pretty sort of like natural looking exotic one but i realized that she was really just natural because she hasn't gone to the fillers yet and now she's totally changed her face and she's also someone that people want to like look like they want like the cheek the really crazy cheekbones they want that not everyone's facial structure is built for those cheekbones like i'm sorry it's not for everyone like it's it's just that's what's so frustrating about it like watching people try to fundamentally change to look like someone who they will never look like bella hadid's parents are palestinian and what's yolanda swedish yeah what is she she's from holland she's dutch right um that those are the things that combined to create what bella and Gigi look like like if you don't have any of those genetics and at all to start with you're not going to look like them ever like no matter how much you try the Kardashians know that so what they do instead is they sell makeup <laughs> to make you want to look that I love my Kardashian my KKW um, contour palette I've had it forever it lasts forever um, and I always have loved makeup my whole life but I'm not really trying to look like the Kardashians. You're just trying to enhance your own face. Enhance the face. But there was a time when, like, the look of, like, that matte face, like, mm-hmm. with the, the, the overlined lips, the, the matte lips, too, was, like, such a look that I definitely was like, I got to get this. This is beautiful. But really, it was just the Kardashians' way of beauty like all of that makeup is not actually good in real life and then i realized that really quick right no i think like makeup is makeup is different it's like not there's nothing going into you i'm I'm saying they're capitalizing it yeah i mean of course like that's all what this comes it's all about like money in the end like more attention more money more sales like look like us more people who want to look like us means we'll buy we'll sell more stuff like i don't know i i just think what what bothers me about it is all how unnatural it all looks and how unnatural people make themselves look when they could be enhancing their features in other ways that fit them i i do feel that i don't know i've like had a mini phase of that and it like i just was like Got, went back to reality about it like even me trying to get like lip fillers once I was like wait so I have to get this all the time but you weren't <laughs> getting lip fillers to like look like Chloe like no you just wanted to, to fill your own lips <laughs> right like any. that's not okay that's not like th- that's not what I'm criticizing like no I know yeah. I know I'm just saying that like just going for a more unnatural look in general Kardashians aside like them, like the, they, 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 they made plastic surgery much more popular. Just in general, they did. They made it more mainstream. Like right. people used to be very hush hush about plastic surgery. You don't right. tell anybody what you got, and now you tout it, tout it, tote it. Tout. Um, you, you t- tout, uh, teat, share, <laughs> share it. <laughs> you, you brag about it. Yeah, boast, um, <laughs> boast. 
Um, you, you, you like that. If anybody watches Potomac, Mia goes through her list. Well, it's all. Well, now I think it's become like sketchy to get it and then not share it and let people think this is what you look like. Right. But I'm just saying that no one would ever go that far if it wasn't considered like taboo, which it was at a time. Like you, you know. Go away, <laughs> right. and you'd come back looking different. I was different. getting liposuction. Liposuction, <laughs> exactly. Um, now it's like I'm plastic and I'm proud. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, right. What That's I, what's so crazy. It's like you right. want to look plastic so you can like take a selfie on the beach, so and you then can you take <laughs> a selfie so that your face looks symmetric symmetrical in photos. I really think that that's the biggest. That's what it stems from. And you want to look like I've talked to plastic surgeons who say people show me filters and like say I want to look like this filter. Yeah, I've, that's I want to look like myself in this filter. And you don't want a plastic surgeon who says yes to that. Just saying, get a little tip for everyone who's listening. No. So speaking of people who have definitely embraced plastic surgery over time, <laughs> let's talk about the housewives because. Boy, is that a phenomenon. <laughs> it, the housewives plastic surgery from season to season almost speak is like the equivalent of like when one of them moves houses. Like, let me see your new let me see your new nose. Like, let me see your new living room. These days. These days. But if you watch shows like from the beginning, like OC, if you watch from the beginning, New York, but they also looked a lot different. And they and they but they looked more normal. And they right? Like, OC, I said New York. Like, Ramona looks like a different person than she does now. Granted, it's 20 years later. Um, she's trying to be ageless by Ramona, and of course, she's only using her skin line. <laughs> like, the amount of neck jobs Sonia Morgan has had, <laughs> I can't. But, so what do you think about the Real Housewives in general? About, like, beauty and plastic surgery, and are we, is this progress, or is this not? So it's sort of like the Kardashians. Like, I don't watch them to be like, let me look at an example of like a life properly lived. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm like, but I do. It would be one thing if I was watching this as like any sort of example, but I watch it just to watch, like to see the glamorous vacations and their trips and the fights and the shopping and their houses. Like, so in some way I'm watching their plastic surgery like that too. I'm watching it as content. Like, yes, Kyle Richards look unreal. I was about to say, I was about to say, even though, however, (laughs) here's why Kyle Richards looks so good with all her fillers, because Kyle Richards is naturally gorgeous. If you watch her first season, she was beautiful. She was always really pretty. So all they really did was like refine her already very symmetrical, very good face. She does look a little different. She looks a little different, but she looks like herself. She didn't try to Kardashian herself, like her daughter Sophia did. Versus, versus Kathy, I feel like has gotten like pieces of her face done that don't look like her face and sometimes in some angles I do think that Kyle is going that way she should stop now I can see it she should just let herself age from where she is right now like age correctly from now on it doesn't work like that with plastic surgery (laughs) (laughs) you gotta keep getting it Um, yeah but what about Dorit yeah, Dorit also Chloe Kardashian herself. I don't know. I wonder when those two are going to run out of money. That's what I want to know. 
Um, but are they setting an unrealistic beauty standard? Of course they are, but they're, they're not like there to set the beauty standard. They're, they're, no one's like, oh my gosh, like let me get my beauty standards from this show where they are like, like Erica Jane is on, is one of the cast members. Like, I think they are displaying an unrealistic beauty standard, but I don't think they're setting anything because you don't think that they're the way that we were saying in the first episode, how all of this stuff affected us. Do you think that they have that same kind of effect on other young girls? Maybe not us. Maybe we're older now, but younger women who are watching. I don't know. I'm curious what the audience thinks. If you are someone who is younger, maybe and affected by it. Um, I don't know. It's, the things, the thing that I think is affecting younger audiences is not Real Housewives, and it's not The Bachelor because it's us who's watching that. Yeah, it's the things that I think are affecting young girls is social media, it's TikTok, it's Instagram influencers, it's young influencers, it's the, it's whatever that they get gifted, it's their like being like cool and who they hang out with, and it's all on display. On and display, I think that on display, on display. But yeah. I think that's what's really affecting young women today. But I wonder if I had and, seen Addison raise like ass and thighs, if I would have been like, oh, I could, I can keep mine now. Meaning, meaning she has like a bigger ass and thighs. Like she's curvier. She's curvier. I'm not saying she's like she's still no, very thin. yes, but I'm saying she's not as. I'm saying she's not the thin that we grew up with, Nicole Richie. And like, right. you know what I mean? She's she looks well, like Nicole Richie's another one who who was oh, like yeah. this sort of the, the side character and then lost weight and all of a sudden now as the main. Right. The main. Right. So, yeah, I think like if I had seen some examples of the sizes of girls that are like, you know, the idols now, maybe I wouldn't have like thought I needed to turn my legs into toothpicks that they were never going to become. Right. I am seeing like when I in in when I'm in real life. Anytime I see like young girls and like what they're wearing, though, it's like bikini tops and jeans. Yeah, and and that is what I see on so on TikTok. Like that's the style, right? I think that's sort of exactly the same, if not worse, than like midriff for us. No, but in, there in are. The no, but I think the di- But I think the difference is now that there are girls who are not like. It's not just the stick thin girls who are feel feel like okay to wear those things. And again, I'm not saying no one has body image problems. I'm just saying there are examples that never would have been out there for us. Maybe that that's the Maybe. difference. There, there's definitely more there was representation no, like, on social there media. There was no Remy Bader in our like even just right. her. Like there was no, there's so many influencers now who look great and they wear cool clothes and they show their bodies and they are of all different sizes and like we didn't have that at all zero you're zero right. we had none of that instead we had fat amy yeah i agree and yeah i agree with that i think that that is really that's that's change in the positive direction um and hopefully girls are receiving that message because i am seeing more and more pop up on my feed when i uh, see it i'm receiving the message i'm seeing mm-hmm. like I follow this one. She's a, I think her thing, her thing is Christina Zias and she always oh, yeah. looks so cute and she looks great. And, I, and like when I see her, sometimes I'm like, okay, like she goes out and she looks great in her photos and she looks confident. She holds her body well. And like, 
confidently basically and she um like dresses she doesn't seem afraid to dress in things or like she's trying to cover herself and i see that and i'm like okay maybe i can get to that like but again that person would have been we only carry sizes one three and five when we were kids so yeah the answer to our question is there is change i think there's obviously always more more room to change but i do think that there is much more representation of larger bodies there's less cheap jokes right um on the internet there's less of a tolerance for it too yeah and i feel personally proud of myself because i can stop myself from having a thought and i can loudly tell someone else to stop saying something like oh don't say that right like someone i know obviously very close to me i don't like censor anybody else's (laughs) shit or i won't i i do i think that i've personally done a good job of not reacting to anyone saying like instead of saying don't say that i won't i will i won't react to a joke about somebody's appearance whether like the size right because they're not getting that what the reaction that they want right i still think we're very early in this change like i like if you will picture like an exponential curve like we're still on like the bottom part of like not the bottom totally but like we're about to be going up on the curve and I think that it also it's not just like, is it out there is like, when will it set in for people that they can really wear what they want, that they can wear the bikini and the jeans, you know, like like that has to take time to like really for people to process that and for it to like really gain steam. So I think we're still early, but I also have like more hope, I guess, about this. I would say I'm more hopeful about this than I am about pretty much anything else that's going on right now. <laughs> like definitely more hopeful hopeful that people are going to accept their bodies than I am hopeful about that we're going to solve climate change. So like everyone is going to just be looking definitely. amazing and confident while they're running from the flood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And on that note, um, everyone, please tune into our next episode where we actually interview a creator of a show that we talked about in this, the show on Apple TV Plus, if you haven't watched it, it's called Physical. Um, it's not obviously this is not sponsored whatsoever. Sammy and I turned it on. We both individually were like, oh, "This show physical." Have you heard about it? And um, it's just kind of making a difference in our in our mind, and it shows the progress. And so we interview Annie Meisman. She's the creator of the show, and we ask her like, "How? Why? How? How did you even get this made? It's amazing that you did. It's so relatable, or it's so on point." Mm-hmm. Um, and you should tune into that. That's next week. And if you haven't heard our other two episodes in this wonderful series, go listen to them now. They're really just the one right before that and the one right before that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> chronological order. And guys, as always, email us DSC at Betches.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Sammy, do you want to finish this one? Follow us on Instagram. I'm at Sammy. Aileen is at Aileen. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.